Hey guys, this is Liz Cambage. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Esther Hey, this is Imani Lee Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. Welcome back, WNBA Nation, to another one of our team previews for the 2022 season. It's Kyle and Logan with you again today for the New York Liberty episode. Logan, we're going to be talking New York, which I know you are stoked based on just jerseys alone. <laughs> just just based on uniform alone, the New York Liberty have your attention. Um, so, But before we hop into that, Logan, do you want to give a quick rundown of how people can... Uh, can get in contact with us or how they can interact with us. Let's do it. You found our podcast already. Congratulations. If you haven't left a five-star review yet, go ahead and do that. Um, I mean, unless you don't think we're a five-star podcast, in which case email us or something, but <laughs> don't um, leave that after review. You've yeah. done that, <laughs> check out WNBAnation.com. Uh, it's our website. It's got our web, it's episodes, blog, Twitch stream store, everything we talk about every episode. Uh, you can just find it all there now, uh, including we're going to be, we're going to do some more written content for you this year. We're going to keep up the podcasting. Um, we're going to have a bunch of episodes coming out over the next couple of days because this is the busy season. Tip off Woo-hoo! is very close. So those are all the different ways you can support us. Obviously the live streaming, uh, of our episodes on Twitch will re will rebegin. Ooh. Uh, it will reignite what was i don't know what i was going for there but we'll start doing that again when the season starts uh and we're not (laughs) recording every single night uh to get these team previews done so (laughs) absolutely logan well done by the way good job um and just so everybody knows uh i have ordered multiple items off of our team store they are uh not our team store our show merch store they will be arriving here shortly within a week or two of the season starting and uh i can't wait to share all of that with you and we ended up changing and the quality of the stuff i've heard is really good i will let you all know if you want to wait to make your orders until i have my merch great but i'll show you and i'll talk it if it's if it's solid i'll let you know I'll let you know. All right. So if it's garbage, if it's garbage, I will be quiet. Yes. And I probably won't be saying anything. Uh, but if I like it, I'll be showing it all over all the socials. Logan, let's talk about the Liberty. They finished the season in the number eight spot, the number eight seed with a 12 and 20 record. However, just in case others have forgotten, New York, Washington, and LA all finished with the exact same record of 12 and 20. New York squeaked into the playoffs simply by just, uh, you know, head to head matchups and, and basically tie breaking scenarios is what allowed New York to squeak into the playoffs. Um, this is a New York team that, you know, in 2020 won two total games. Two. And they, they added 10 wins to that record from the previous season. So their trajectory is looking really solid. Logan, what was your impression of the Liberty in 2021? Well, they were freaking fun, uh, especially to start the season. They were the story the first two weeks of the year, um, coming out kind of everyone had that two and whatever season in mind. And then they came out and started five and one. Uh, especially yeah. three road wins, including a win at Chicago. Um, can bet Nigel Laney going for like double digits every single night, which was a trend throughout the season. 
Uh, <laughs> they're a fun team. Obviously, they have flaws. 12 and 20 isn't pretty. They ended the season badly, and we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Maybe I'll let you talk about that because that's that's a big negative. We we will talk about how they just <laughs> I mean, they made it to the playoffs coasting as much as you can possibly coast. But to their credit, <laughs> here's something I bet you forgot happened. That little finals run that the Phoenix Mercury went on where they came within like in a, like an overtime game of potentially beating the Chicago Sky and rewriting the history of the WNBA. Yeah, they almost lost in the first round because this Liberty <laughs> team pushed them. They lost <laughs> they lost by a point at a Phoenix. single point. And, and Phoenix, they yeah. all they played well. It was a good game across the board. Laney, Howard, um Sabrina, they all I <laughs> mean they all were in it. Um, and I, I honestly, I'm saying you guys, but I honestly forgot how close that game was by the end of the first quarter is a one point game at halftime, a four point game, a two point game going into the fourth. And it finished as a one point win for Phoenix. So <laughs> it was a nail biter. And I'm sure if you were a, a Liberty or a Mercury fan, you actually have distinct memories of that game. <laughs> um, <laughs> But that means this team is ready to go. The The first step to winning close games is to be in close games, and they were in a bunch of them last year. Um, they got to fix their defense. We'll talk about that more kind of in detail here right now. But overall, I look at their wins and losses over last season, and I think you have to consider it a, a successful build on 2020. Um, but now what do they oh, have absolutely. in 2023 to really solidify themselves as a perennial playoff team? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd agree with that completely. The, um, the, the Liberty finished the regular season on a, let's see, we've got three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, uh, winning two of their final, they went two and 11 over their final 13 games. Yikes. Not, a recipe Yikes. for great success. So you say not so, a recipe. I say room for improvement. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you could consider. You know, if, as you look through, they probably did have one of the the tougher like back half yeah, schedules yeah. of the entire uh, of the entire league. Really, the the two teams that they lost to that they probably had a really good shot against were the Sparks and the Wings. But pretty much everybody else that they were losing to were top tier teams. You got Minnesota in there, Seattle, Phoenix a couple times, um, Connecticut. Like, I understand why they were losing to these teams, but still, you'd think you'd think that they'd be able to squeak out more than two wins across 13 games. It, That's just brutal. It was a really bad stretch. It, <laughs> it was. was. <laughs> like, historically bad, not just in the context of last season. Because they, they went on that stretch. It started when they were 10 and 10, and they finished 12 and 20. That's mm. <laughs> tough. That is <laughs> tough. So let's talk about their coaching change, Logan. They bring in... What I think might be, uh, might be, I'm not calling this for sure, but might be the the biggest coaching move of the offseason. Oh, you mean the coach that just took a six seed Phoenix team to the finals last year? Yeah, the five seed Phoenix coach? team. Yeah, the, yeah, the five seed. <laughs> but yeah, the coach that has, you know, perennially, perennially been very successful in Phoenix and just got done uh, taking a team to the finals. Um, 
and somehow ends up here as the New York Liberty head coach. Yeah, that coach, Sandy Brondello, um, heading out and taking over as the New York Liberty head coach, uh, with coach Olaf as an assistant coach, Olaf Lang. Um, so excited about that. I think that, um, I think that with what Sandy can, has been able to do in Phoenix with the, with the talent that she's had there. I'm excited when you give her a team that has a little bit more kind of young, raw players to develop. You know, you've still got your, uh, Ionescu's, your, uh, Onion Wede's, Didi Richards, um, you know, some of these younger players, Han Zhu, uh, is, is currently on the roster. I think that there's a lot to be said about this. Logan, do you think now we were big fans of New York's previous head coach, but do you consider this to be an upgrade for New York in the coaching category? I think it is. Um, I also think just every player on the roster taking another step forward because they've got another year under their belts is going to matter. So maybe. If they have a great season this year, I think Brandell is going to deserve a lot of credit and get a lot of credit. But I think we should also remember that even before she got there, New York was building something in the right way. Um, but if, if I was to handpick anyone in the league to go in and make sure that it stayed on its current trajectory, Sandy's a good choice. <laughs> Especially mm-hmm. you've got Natasha Howard in that locker room. Sandy Brandella knows a little bit something about coaching bigs. You've got Steph Dolson. They're in the locker room, fresh off of her Olympic appearance and probably one of the better seasons of her career. Um, I'm really excited for this team. I'm probably going to overestimate how it's going to translate to the wins column, but I don't care. If there's one <laughs> exception to our kind of our rule that we've been judging every team by so far, which is that like there's contenders and then there's teams that are kind of on the outside looking in. If any team can break through and suddenly just like shock us and be like, no, we're a winning team and we're like a like you're going to have to deal with us in the playoffs. We're serious. It's this New York roster. They've got at least three potential all-stars and one former rookie of the year and one apple of my eye defensive specialist in DD Richards. Like I really like this roster and it does. It's, it's younger than all those other established all-star heavy rosters, but it's got the talent to go toe to toe on any given night. Well, what I like about this roster is uh is you've got you've got players who have star power. You've got your Benton Laney's, you've got your Sabrina Ionescu's, uh Natasha Howard. Like you've got players that have done some good things in the league already. Benton Laney, I think again is one of those just kind of underrated players that can kind of come in. I think she's kind of her and and Copper uh Kalia Copper in in New York, kind of, I feel like are almost made from that same mold. They've both yeah. come on really strong in the last couple seasons. Um, so I really like Laney. Uh, UNESCO, if you, if you look at the New York Liberty stats, UNESCO only bring, brought in 11 and a half points per game, but she was second on the team in rebounds per game and led the team in assists per game. So her efficiency and the, what she does just across the board for this team is, is really, really strong. Um, so I think that Sabrina, as she continues to acclimate to the league is going to continue to be a really strong piece there. Uh, Natasha Howard coming back. Missed a lot of games last season. Um, and then, yeah, like you mentioned, Onion Wede, last season's rookie of the year, uh, Rebecca Allen, Sammy Whitcomb, like we've got some big 
big time deals here, but I do think that, uh, at least, at least one major, uh, addition, well, two, two major additions, I should say one simply just coming back from an absolute nightmare scenario of COVID. And that's Asia Durr. Yeah. Um, excited to have her back. She's missed a lot of basketball and I know that she's been working extremely hard on conditioning wise, trying to get back into basketball form. Asia Durr has a ton of potential that we just literally have not been able to see because she's only played like one season. She hasn't really been given an opportunity. Um, and then they brought in Steph Dolson, who I think made some major strides last year, uh, in particular in the way that she, in the way that she moves, uh, off ball as she, you know, coming off a gold medal win of the three X three, uh, team USA, uh, experience there. So Logan, again, taking a look at, at some of these additions, uh, Steph Dolson, um, you know, a couple, couple rookies, Sika Kone, Lorella Kabai, uh, Nayara Sabali. Um, you know, there, there's a few additions here. Which of these additions do you think is going to have the biggest impact on the New York Liberty roster? Um, oddly enough, it might be Steph. Okay. Um, I, I like the youth that they've added, but she's just been such an important piece of every team that she's, that we've seen her play on like all the roster around her changed a little bit in Chicago. And she kind of remained a constant, even when we were like, ah, maybe they need to replace that position. And she conducted herself well. And I think bringing a little bit more veteran presence into this locker room is welcome. Obviously you've got Sammy Whitcomb there who had probably the best year of her career last year. Um, but she's only been in the league for like five years, which I forget sometimes because yeah. she's, yeah, I think she's like 32. Um, nothing wrong with that. She can still play another eight, nine, ten years if she wants to. But like in terms of players who've been in the league and kind of seen a lot and won a lot and know just what it's what it's about to be a professional in this league, I think they need a little bit more of that. So even though Steph had a little bit of a down year in 2021 stats wise, because obviously the Candace Parker acquisition and just being kind of a less a, a key piece of that team, I think she is important. Um, and we're going to see her influence as well as the Sandy Brundell influence, as well as the everyone on this team is going to mature by a year influence this mm-hmm. year. I mean, this, uh, we talked about in the Phoenix episode, Tarazi saying that how last year ended was fresh on their minds still. Like they, they got to the finals. They, they played well, but they didn't get it done. If there's any team in the league who I believe is going to try to pick up right where they left off, it's this Liberty team who was a point away from advancing in the playoffs a season after winning two games and just looking miserable. So I want this team to keep making strides. I don't, I don't want them to win 12 games and go 12 and 20 or 12 and 22 and just kind of be happy to make the playoffs this year. I kind of want them to feel like they're a big deal and win some games early again, like they did last year and kind of sometimes you see teams that (laughs) they start winning and then they get good and like it, it's kind of counterintuitive, but they just kind of figure things out and they realize like, Hey, we can do this every night. If we go out there and we mesh and we play well. And if you're led by somebody like Laney and you're anchored by the really good defense that you should have in your front court, I don't know. Like I, I'm really excited to see what McKay the- looks like another year in the league. You've got <laughs> seriously on this whole team. 
uh, is 22 and 23 years old, just like Dallas, except I think they've got a couple more staple players to kind of, yeah, they, they really, they've got some really key, like strong, yeah. Like pieces that like have a little bit more veteran leadership than that Dallas roster. And I, there's just so much of this young roster that just reeks of potential. And I'm just excited to see what New York is going to end up. Um, plus you got this, uh, for all of our listeners over in Australia, which actually, uh, we actually do have quite a few of you listening over in Australia. According to our, our download demographics, we have a pretty sizable listener base over in Australia. That being Good, said, those of you in Australia, is this kind of your team? I'm just looking. You got Sandy Brondello. You got Sammy Whitcomb. You got Rebecca Allen. Like, is this it? Is this Australia's unofficial, you know, adopted team? Go I'm curious. Show in Australia. Like, Dude, that would be fun. Let's just start playing for it. <laughs> let's set a goal to get to Australia and do a live show there. That would be great. Uh, Logan, let's go ahead and move on with predictions. I'm going to go ahead and say that I think New York um finish this finishes the season um in the playoffs but i think they're going to be in the 7 or 8 seed i think Fair. that's where i've got new york for this Probably season the I, safest I, I, th- bet that's a pretty it's a pretty tight window i'm trying to be a little uh, i felt bad our first couple predictions i was like 1 through 6 like they're going to finish <laughs> in the top half but like I, i'm trying to get a little tighter with my predictions and i really do think that I feel pretty confident that New York is going to outperform at least four other teams, but I don't know if I'm going to bump them up into the top half of the league. So I've got them at seven or eight, just squeaking into the end of the playoffs and most likely a, a very, uh, a very real first round exit after probably coming up against the likes of teams like maybe Connecticut or Chicago or Phoenix, you know, so that's, that's where I see things. Logan, how do you see things ended up for New York? Uh, you're probably right. And at the same time, I'm not just saying this to be spicy. I think this could be a top four team. I'm, I'm <laughs> I love super, spice. I'm I love Logan spice. Because I, I've realized, I've listened back to our episodes, and a lot of our previews are kind of placing teams where they were last season. And that's True. just a trap that every sports person falls into every year. Is you kind of just predict, like, well, it ended this way last year, and there's no reason to believe that anything's changed. So until I see it, here's the thing. All things are new again in the WNBA season when you start that's back true. at 0-0. Zero, zero. And the Liberty are not going to finish the season on a 2-11 and 11 skid this time around. So I think 500 is about where they should finish. But with a good start and with good coaching, there are a lot of good coaches in women's basketball. There are only a few Sandy Brondello caliber coaches. And New York has one of them True. with a roster that can win now. I think That's... they can win 20 games. And if you win 20 games, you're going to be a top four team. <laughs> So let's go, That's true. Let's get That's this true. done. <laughs> all right. Logan's all in on the Liberty. I love it. That's fantastic. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to our New York Liberty uh, season preview. Let us know what your thoughts are on the Liberty. Find us on Twitter at WNBA Nation Pod. You can hit us up there and give us your takes on the uh, on the 22 New York Liberty 
uh, outlook, I guess you could say, and what you think this team is going to do this season. But uh, thank you for listening. We've got a lot more content coming your way, so stay tuned. We're going to have several more episodes releasing just over the next couple days. And uh, so make sure that you are uh, at every possible opportunity, taking some time to get to know some of the other, uh, some of the other teams in the league. Maybe you happen to be a good fan of New York and that's why you listen to this one. Go ahead and, ke- and listen to some of our other team previews and see, you know, see what else is out there. We'd love to, we'd love to, uh, be kind of that liaison to all the other rosters and, and franchises around the league. But that's all we've got for you for the New York Liberty for WNBA Nation. I'm Kyle Haywood. I'm Logan Jones. And we got you next time. No, I'll see you later.